0: The forecast. I'm Sally Sherman on the News and Talk Authority, AM 1240 WATN. Now, AM 1240 WATN presents Live at Five with Glenn Curry, sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back.
1: This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. What do you think
0: this is? The army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I bing?
2: was it over when the germans bombed pearl harbor hell no
3: german forget it he's rolling <laughs> learn it know it live it are you running a business or a charity war leave the gun take the cannoli uh,
0: yankees win pull over
3: no it's a cardigan but thanks for noticing Have you upon it fucking <laughs>
2: This is live at five. Live at five. Yeah, live at five. Live indeed. <laughs> Not Memorex. I can tell you that much. <clears throat> <laughs> Checking all the levels. The day before the big vote. <laughs> No, yeah, of course, tomorrow there's the school board vote uh, for the Watertown School District. One of the most uh, pivotal times in our history, folks. And uh, that's tomorrow, of course.
4: Uh,
2: we'll uh, mention that throughout today's show if you want to comment, of course, on Friday's show. I know that got a lot of coverage today on the Hotline show. Uh, of course, Millie Smith, Jeff Graham said, Someone just texted me and said I was on Glenn show twice. Uh, who, who could that be? Seven five. I said, I, I texted Jeff. I said Jeff, that's Millie. Millie called in later. Well, I don't know if it's appropriate to call in a uh, day before the election. Seven five, five. So tomorrow's the big uh, 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 w- w- watertown school board elections. And uh, Millie Smith described it perfectly. three seats open, one of which is the remaining year on someone who just you know hit the road jack recently said, no Moss, I'm gonna you know, go for greener pastures. No conflict of interest. And then two open seats. So that's tomorrow. Uh, I could be wrong in this, but I believe the, the polls are open for like two minutes. It's like, oh, you couldn't. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, you can get right through here in the back door. Uh, just park your car on the other side of the parking lot. Yeah, right over there. Yep. And by the time you come across the parking lot, we'll be closed. Oh, sorry. Millie didn't win. Sorry. Those are the rules. Should be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. Real, I'm telling you. Jeff had a call today, and he calls my show too. He said, "I guess, I guess there's some people that are just more enamored with just you know cultural, you know, learning learning how to live the 21st century, as opposed to learning the three R's." It's amazing where people's priorities are. I'm not saying Millie Smith's going to change everything. She's just one person, part of a huge puzzle. But she laid it out. If you heard the show, it was just just riveting, to say the least. And sad at the same time. Saying that there are teachers who don't want to come up here because, you know, because of, of the administration. Do you realize how many people within the, content, within the, the, the confines of, of the school and the administrators and the teachers who dread tomorrow? Oh, wait a minute. We don't have our way anymore? Oh, jeepers. What are we going to do now? We have to teach these kids? Ugh. Brutal. Anyway, uh, I you know I just just as a footnote, I saw I saw a movie I hadn't seen in a long time, and I haven't seen it. I'll talk to Oz about it later. I haven't seen this movie uh, uncut for oh god, probably since I first saw it when I was in high school. But I, last night I was on uh, where was I on uh, Paramount Plus for five bucks? It's not bad. No wonder Netflix is just t- tanking because all these other uh, companies like Universal, Pe- you know, Peacock, Universal, the same thing, but. Paramount Plus is just a library of all Paramount movies, and uh, they had the offer on there, you know, about the, the makings of The of the Godfather, and every, you know, essentially every, most all, uh Paramount movies. Un, um, amazingly, though, they don't have The Godfather on there. I, I guess that's a higher premium. That's not going to get you five bucks a month to, to see The Godfather at will, but nonetheless, they had uh, scores of other movies that I've loved over the years. And 1978, 1978, <clears throat> uh, Saturday Night Fever with John Travolta. His first, really his first movie. Prior to that, he was uh, he had a small role in Carrie. But I, I watched it last night, and, and I, I knew I liked I loved it the first time I saw it. Living down in Queens at the time, really, it was symbolic of that time. And even though I wasn't quite that, well, I was close to it. I was like 16, 17 years old. Hadn't gotten laid yet. That was just the way I was, just a Catholic boy that just couldn't you know, talk to women at all. But nonetheless, that was back in the day. So when I saw this movie, I said, wow, this is Howard Beach, except these guys have no money. <laughs> That's the difference. See, I came from an area where Italians had some money. They had nice cars. They weren't driving along, you know, 1967 Plymouth. Uh, check that Chevy Impala with an STP sticker on it. They were driving around Monte Carlo's with with, uh, spoke wheels and whiskers. So anyway, I saw that last night in its entirety uninterrupted. What a great movie. And I remember when it came out, and our movie friend could call in if he's listening right now. When it came out, it got panned because, you know, and and of course, this movie could never be made today. You know, they were discriminating. They were racist. They were talking. They were using the N-word. They used the S-P-I-you-know-what word regarding Latinos. You know that was a big. That was that's the way it was. The Puerto Ricans, blah blah blah, versus, you know, it was kind of like a continuation, if you will, of of uh, East uh, West Side Story. Only you know it was done by B.G.'s music and the Tramps, and what just really hit all cylinders. A coming of age movie about a nineteen year old by, by the name of Tony Manero, who wants to impress his parents and his brother, who becomes a priest. You know the movie, but. It, it panned for so many wrong reasons because, oh, they're stupid, oh, they're dumb, and yes, there's some brutal scenes in there, including Donna Pescal getting, you know, getting raped, and, and and I'm I'm not raving about that by any means, but it was it was true to life. The '70s were a crazy, crazy time, and also the uh, one of their friends who drove the Impala, who wasn't very bright, he uh, he keeps on talking to uh, to uh, Tony's fa- uh, brother, Frank. Who just left the priesthood? He goes, "Father, Father," and the and the priest realizes right away. And by the way, it's not the same priest from uh, from uh, The Exorcist; it's a different guy, although he looks just like him, and he played a priest as well. But nonetheless, he says, "Did you get someone pregnant?" He said, "Yeah, I did, I did." But can you call the Pope? I think the Pope can uh, exonerate. It. Can you do that, for, uh, Father Frank? No, I I don't think I could do that. And then later on in the movie, there's two scenes on the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, which 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 is uh, ho- I hold uh, you know close to my heart in a sense because. My parents uh, raised my brothers and sisters for the first six, seven years of their lives in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, where it took place. And um, they had to move because their apartment complex was was torn down because of one of the roads leading up to the Verrazano in the early uh, 60s, late 50s, when they started building that. So there's two scenes. They're out walking along uh, the catwalk and playing around, and everything's fine, and they, they fake jumping off, and Donna Pascal thought they all jumped at the same time. They didn't. Later on, things get really, really racy. They, they're, they're taking speed pills. They're drinking a lot. And uh, once again, they go to the Verrazano Now's again. But this time, the kid who got his girlfriend pregnant, he's out there. He's distraught. He says, no one pays any attention to me. Look at me. Look at me, Tony. And he falls off the bridge. Compelling, compelling movie. Great, great movie. And of course, who could forget that Gene Siskel, of, of Siskel and Ebert fame. Uh, loved that movie so much because I guess it really hit a lot of cylinders for him in his own life. Despite the fact not being Italian from Brooklyn, I think he's from Chicago. But nonetheless, he really fell in love with that movie. He actually purchased uh, John Travolta's um, uh, suit at the end—the white uh, outfit that he wore—and the final dance with with you know with the bandages on his face from the fights that they had with the barracudas. And uh, and then I read his his, uh, his, his uh, critique of it in his column back in January of nineteen seventy eight. He just boy he just he went on and on and on how great this movie was. So it's just one of them, again people accuse me of saying, oh boy, Glenn, you don't like any movies beyond 1989. Well, actually, I extended that through the early 90s. Forrest Gump and uh, Pulp Fiction, other movies came out. In 19, um, uh, Shawshank Redemption, 1994, key pivotal year, but the last great year for movie making. But again, if you see Saturday Night Fever, notice how well it's put together. It's also shot on a certain film that gave a k- kind of created a glow effect of all the lights in this in the. Uh, uh, Space Odyssey 2001 um, club, which actually was a real club in Bay Ridge, later burned down, and other scenes throughout Brooklyn. It really brought a lot of New York to to the surface, and it showed how dumb people <laughs> get together and go, you know, drinking and, and dancing every every night in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. One horrible scene though. And I, I, you know, I always thought the casting of the of the woman that he fell in love with was a little off. But she, you know, more and more, I watched it. Particularly last night, I realized how good she was. I don't know if she went on to do other things. Oz can tell me that he knows everything. Oz is on ninety four rock right now as we speak. But there's a scene where the guy who's he's he's trying to get people's attention. He says, "Geez, if if you had if you were married to a guy and you know you had you were pregnant with him, you know who would you have an abortion? or Would you marry the guy?" And she looks at him. They just walked out of a White Castle. And she looks at him. Who do I have to marry? He says, well, you'd have to marry me. And she says, well, I'd get an abortion. And she just walks away. And he says, oh, thank you very much. So this was just building up more and more and more against him. So if you get a chance, check it out. Um, and once again, watch it uncut. Because all these movies that you see on TV, not only do they cut out the, you know, the language and the scenes, but they also cut out scenes from the movies that you never see. You never see at all because they, they have to fit it within the time frame in which is, which is allowed. So anyway, just a little description. I, I don't do that that much. Some people criticize me for being a movie critic here, but it is a part of our lives. It was a movie made eons ago, and a lot of you are around my age range, and you, you probably remember it yourself. I understand that there was a uh, dance club that resembled uh, the Space Odyssey 2001 club on, in the movie, and it mimicked that like many clubs did over the, uh, around the world for, the ma- for, for that matter with the colorful uh, dance floor. I hear that that was the dance club up there at the Watertown uh, Bowling Alley on Outer Washington Street. I wish I had seen that because I, and when I first moved up here, the bowling alley, one, was still open, and two, they had that club there. But I wish I had seen the, the, the floor. Apparently the story was it wasn't working or whatever, and they, uh, they, they shipped it somewhere else. I would love to have seen them, but nonetheless. 755-1240 is the, is the number. 755-1240. Is the number. So I put on the radio today and I hear the report from CBS News, of course. And it's amazing the dynamics of AM twelve forty. We don't have Fox News over here. Our crosstown competitors do. It's more, I guess you could say, congru you know, it, it, it fits perfectly with Republican radio. Here, however, it doesn't. You know, we always talk about, oh, my AUKUS and this and that. Oh boy, look what Joe Biden's doing now. Today, CBS News was raving about how the flux of people coming over the southern border is, has been cut in half based on estimates, and you've been hearing it all day. So this whole complicit relationship between the media and what's going on, so, so say, say if that's true, say if the, if the influx of, of, of uh, my, uh, you know, illegals uh, has been cut down based on, on the projections because Title 42 has been erased or has ended, it, it still doesn't matter. It's, you know If you're bleeding to death... You're bleeding to death. And I question whether or not it's accurate, but it's amazing, it's amazing how Joe Biden and his administration are in cahoots with, with the media, for sure. They'll, they'll make up anything. Hi, you're on the air.
0: Okay, glad to. Hi, you there. Hey, I got you up in the air now.
2: Yes, what's going on?
0: Hey, I think your timeline's off a little bit. Okay. I don't think our age difference is like when, when Saturday Night Fever came out, I was 12.
2: It was 1978. How old were you in
0: 1978? Well, I'm 12 to 13. I mean, it was. I thought it came out in 77,
2: but maybe it came out in 78. Right. Well, okay, I'm going to look it up right now. Why? Wait, I mean, how old are you? I'm 58. I just turned 58. Okay, well, I'm two years older than you. I'm 60. Okay, so that, I mean, I would have
0: put you at 14, not at 17. There's a real big difference
2: like, as far as Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and it came out. Let's see, seventy and fourteen. Do the math. Ah, probably no. I was at least fifteen. I was born in 1962. Okay. All right. But no. But regardless, even if I was 18, I was still a virgin. I mean, I didn't know any of that stuff. What they were doing in the back seat of that car I was I was clueless. Or the scene in the uh, the strip joint, which happened to be right next to the dance hall. That was interesting. Boy.
0: Yeah. Like I I saw that and I saw all the movies around that time that were you know, at the movies
2: on HBO. You oh, know, really? It
0: was like seeing it at home, and it was kind of cool. But you're talking about uh, the club, the disco up next to the, the bowl. Yeah. So it was called Twilight 22.
2: That's what, yeah. Some, did you text me that? Someone texted me that.
0: No, I didn't text Yeah, you someone that. Te- I,
2: I was wondering Twilight what that was. Twilight 22.
0: And that's where I get that, like, when I was 12 or 13, I was in bars by 15, 16, you no, know, just I was in the business. Right. But I wasn't at 12. Well, so I never, now. There was a after that. There was another club that was in there, and then there was another club called the Max that was uh, mm-hmm. Freddie Courier owned it. Really, and it was a uh, you know sixteen and above club or something like that. You know, it was like non-alcoholic. Wait, wait, are
2: you he saying Fred, Fred, the Fred Courier from from Facillo Auto Mall, and now called Wally's? Woohoo! That Fred yeah, Courier, Freddie,
0: Freddie owned it. Yeah, I did business with him up there, and I was in there with Dan. Wow, when that was called the Max.
2: How old Max was, was how, uh, how old was Fred at the time? Like, like eighteen.
0: S- how old was Fred? Yeah,
2: he had to be really well, young, own his own club at that time.
0: Well, he'd already been like at that point. He Fred Fred moved up quick. He was like before he was in the car business. He was a manager at McDonald's for a few years, and I think he's four or five years older than I am anyway. Right. But I was in there. I was in there young, and he was a young businessman. He had it going on. Yeah, right. So it was pretty nice, pretty nice club at the time. But I don't. I was. I don't think he would have gone in and tore up if there was, like, lip floor. I've right. never heard that before. It could be true, but I don't. I never saw yeah, it. Yeah,
2: no, they said they had the same floor as that they did in uh, in, in the movie that's uh, Saturday Night Fever. So, I, I, I tried to get not it uncommon today, back in the day. I
0: don't think it was. Maybe the Duff would know. He lived up there. I'm sure he'd been into it.
2: Right, right. I
0: could see him in a, a big collar out there on the dance floor. But that was a little bit before our time, as in yours and mine. Right,
2: but right. Of course, I didn't live up here at the time. I
0: it was... No, but no, no, But I'm just saying that the whole disco era hit like. That's what I'm saying is, say you were,
2: 78, you were
0: 14, mm-hmm.
2: 14 or 15, right? And, and disc, before and,
0: you're going out and doing anything,
2: the movie, the movie itself actually resurrected disco, at, at, or had already died. Uh, but the soundtrack for Saturday Night Fever came out, and most of it, of course, was the Bee Gees. But they had other bands on there, like the, the Tramps and others. Uh, but what a, to this day it's still one of the most, uh, one of the highest selling albums of all time. That and Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Uh, tremendous movie. Great music. Um, you know, some people panned it because there were a bunch of boneheads, you know, just going out dancing every Saturday night. But it was a lot more than that, in my opinion. So anyway, were you listening to the uh, to the Hotline show today? I'm sure you were. Are you called in at one point, I think?
0: I... Oh,
2: yeah, I, might, I may have. I, no, I don't. I, what was it about that? All right, never mind. So anyway, on Friday, I had Millie Smith in here. Of course, tomorrow is the big vote. I think you have like two hours to vote at uh, some small little room at the high school. And good luck with that, finding it, because they're not going to make it easy for you. But nonetheless, uh, he, Millie actually texted in. And asked now them what room?
0: What room do you vote in at the high school? I think know?
2: it's called the orchestra room. If that's what I'm. Uh, yeah, you,
0: yeah, You walk in the front doors. It's right to your right. It'd be the, the perfect door to be yeah, the perfect place to put
2: it. And I exaggerate as far as getting there and getting in and out, as you know, because you know over the years, I mean, I can't remember the last time that for one, I actually spoke about uh, the school board uh, elections or anyone bringing that up. But tomorrow's a big, big day. So, uh, you know, are you going to be, you know, you're not a Watertown uh, uh, resident anymore. Could you vote because you, you do have a business here? Can you vote in here? No. you pay taxes?
0: No, no. No, 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 no. There's nothing like that. Huh. No, nothing like that. I When I lived in Watertown, I lived in a neighborhood where I voted at the high school. So that's where I always voted originally when I was younger. Interesting. And, you know, I think that's a good place. That's where the voting should be. I think all voting in Watertown should be, like, just at two places, if that, you know, the two schools, maybe, you know, the high school and then maybe, you know, a school on the north side or something. they
2: not going to be just going all over for everything. No, I agree. I mean, I, uh, Jeff Jeff was talking about today, someone living on the north side has to go to the Church of Nazarene. Now, again, that's not off, off the face of, edge of the earth or anything, but that's at least a mile and a half from that neighborhood. And, you know, it's just, it's kind of inconvenient. Um, it's it's discouraging to hear that. It really is. But but, but like uh, Jude Seymour and Michelle said, there's, there's a reason behind all this. So anyway. All right. All right, Glenn, my my time's way, up. I'm at way off. I'm way off. You're you're off by a minute and a half, but I'm glad that you're yep. you're honoring it. All right, that's the uh, lefty. Bye-bye, now, don't you know. That's uh lefty. You're on the air. Glenn. Yes.
3: Anybody that's lived in the City of Watertown School District for over 30 days can vote in the election.
2: Okay, great. So, um uh, you don't
3: have to register if you live on this side of the river, you vote at case, or I mean at uh the high school you go in the uh the back door, I call it, but it's, it takes you into the music room. Right. The very back, the one that faces me.
2: Right, on the parking the side, lot side, yeah.
3: That's the door you go in.
4: So
2: right.
3: You pull in there, and you go in through the doors. You take a left, you're right in there where you vote. Right. And if you live on the other side of the river, and in uh, Black River, you know, because the Wartown School District goes out to the Black River area. Right, towards right. Black river, uh, you would vote at North Elementary.
2: So, when was the last time you voted for the school board, or any at any time?
3: Uh, the, I think last year, or whenever they had the last election. I guess it was around COVID or something. And, like
2: that. Have you ever?
3: I always vote in the school elections.
2: Okay, you always do.
3: Yep.
2: So, any predictions tomorrow?
3: Oh, I'm hoping Millie wins. I and I hope everybody votes no on this budget. It just sounds fishy to me. I just I'm right. not really happy with it.
2: Well, I think we out. I think we laid out the reasons why the budget goes up and up and up. I mean, there's a high layer of of upper management going well, yeah, on. yeah,
3: and you know, I mean, this turf field thing bothers me. Yeah. Uh, I remember when they put it in. That kind of, you know.
2: I remember that. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, and, and the other thing is the way they sell it. You know, the way they sell the renovations, to the pool, or you know. Uh, I, I walk. I walk by the schools every day because it's my. I walk down around the schools and then back up the hill. Right, and uh, you know, in the last four years or the last ten years, they put three roofs on Wiley, and I don't know why.
2: Hmm. You know, I'm, yeah,
3: you know, they're supposed to be twenty-year roofs. Uh, you know, I. I Case Middle School, they had to put a new roof on that. That's not that old. Uh, no. The sidewalks are all broke apart from when they did it. There's a crack in the middle of the floor when you walk down the hallway. Mm. That appeared right after they built the building. There's a lot of things that bother me about uh, the school, and there's no accountability there. They just spend money like it's nothing.
2: Right, right. And uh,
3: then if you base, why would we give them more money when their test scores are way down? Yeah, and good their, point. Uh, graduation weights are way down, you know. I mean and the kids coming out of there today, I went by the other day Glenn, and uh, for gym class and you went to gym class like I did., yeah. they might have loosened it up a little bit when you were in uh, gym class, right. but I went by the other day and they're playing uh, cornhole and hmm. can jam. Uh, when I went to, when I went to school, you played physical sport, you played uh, you know uh, baseball or right. you, you learned sports or right. you, you know you ran track, uh, you did gymnastics. Uh, you know all that kind of stuff. Now you're now we reduced uh, uh, physical education to yeah. can jam and uh, cornhole.
2: What's can jam? I don't. What is that? I know what cornhole is.
3: Can jam is where you got the frisbee and you throw it through the cylinder and you get it if you get through the yeah the gap you get so many points if you hit it you know like that kind of thing I, I it's, mean, it's,
2: it, it's like teaching kids partners. it's like teaching kids to play you know beer bo- you know like soft lob softball first exactly
3: yeah 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 I'm surprised you weren't playing beer
2: yeah right so you know which we play don't get me wrong but you know you you play, you play athletic sports because that's when you play it when you're a young kid you don't play an old right. man's you know cornhole the next right. thing you know, they're going to be playing I I'd rather see them play pickleball to tell you the truth at least you could generate a sweat and lose calories. It's, right. it's, it's a grueling sport, yeah, actually, yeah, that's if you
3: play. It's it. the whole point of physical education. So now we got kids that are coming out of the schools overweight. I mean, I can't yeah. talk because I'm you know, a little Yeah, but
2: you're, you're 110. Health. You're okay. You weren't that fat when you were a young kid. None of us were. Sorry no, for saying no, that, though. No,
3: that's what I'm saying. So, right. I mean, the, the kids aren't physically fit. Right. They can't read or write. No. Right, they're well, not they, graduating high school, and you want to give you want to give them ten million dollars more. What yeah. for? What? Well, what are they accomplishing?
2: Yeah. Again, I don't know if you heard the call today. You know, he's our he's one of our neighborhood liberals, who you know who says that Millie has no business running because she doesn't have kids in the school system. I said that's that's insanity. That means you just yeah, you don't well, care what's going on. You don't care. You just. And then I called back
3: and I said that there. I know a bunch of te- I know a few teachers, close friends of mine. Who sent their kids to IHC now? Why would that be? Their school teachers at Watertown High. Why did they send their kids to IHC? Huh?
2: Maybe they didn't want to teach right. their own kids.
3: Everybody has their own reasons. Am I correct? I guess that doesn't make them hypocrites, does it?
2: No, but they're not running for school board, so you know, therefore, they're not targets.
3: That doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, she's she's more than proved herself. She shows up, goes to the meeting, speaks out. Right, she's of course. She's not talking out of school. She's not criticizing she wants to she wants to make changes and
2: she wants accountability. I don't right. see anything wrong with that. no, of course not all right so uh tomorrow's the big day i again i am I'm, I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed. when do we find out when when they when do they decide to 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 count all the votes and and you know and then and then bring it to the well, public?
3: what they do usually in a school board thing this is this is just my opinion yeah. But if they think it's going the way they don't want it to go, then they get, then they start getting the masses, they start getting back all, all, all the teachers and stuff to come back, and and all the people that work in the district to come back and make sure they vote.
2: Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that there's like a, a, a after careful review, we're going to? Well, why do
3: you think it's at the schools? Why wouldn't the elections be someplace else? I don't like the idea that. Uh, the elections for school board are held at
2: the school, right? And and they count their own votes. And we remember when Jude Seabor was here a couple of weeks back. They don't they, they don't get involved. They just give them the Dominion machines, and they allow them to count them themselves manually. Mm-hmm. So that's again. I, I I know I sound like yeah like our friend uh, the well, yeah, the QAnon I, guy, but you know this is ridiculous. How well,
3: how convenient is it for the employees to vote?
2: And and people and it
3: benefits is, them. It's it it. it, it the election directly benefits the folks that
2: are there. Right, right, right. And of course, Se- seven doesn't bring any attention. Of course, Millie said that she tried to approach us here, and we didn't do a forum. But at least we're talking about it. We, you know, we've had her on. I know Bill Tinsley talked to her today, and you know, so people should be aware of this. But it's not so much what's going on right here, and we know what's going on here based on last year and, and what Millie brought to our attention this past Friday. But it's what's going on across the country, Duff man. So a lot of awareness exactly. is happening, and uh, hopefully a lot of people will show up tomorrow. That's that's the key. I hope so. I, I really do. Learn. I do. I got to do a break, but thanks, Duff man. Great call. Thanks again. Right, that's the Duff man. I got to do a call, a duh, break, and we'll be back right after this.
4: It's FX
5: Capra Honda's birthday, and right now we're celebrating our. Uh,
2: welcome back. Twenty-five <laughs> minutes before the hour. Uh, if you want to chime in and talk about whatever's uh, interesting to you or anything topical going on in, in town, by all means, 755-1240, 755-1240. I don't know what's, I mean, Jeff also asked Millie today on the phone call what, she, what her thoughts were about uh, Councilman Cliff Only. She had a decent answer. But that was earlier. So anyway, if you want to chime I, I, here's my problem. I, I've been trying to uh, actually play stuff off the computer and record this show at the same time. And lately, I got to talk to Ken Martin about this. It's, it's slipping back into a mode that the moment I open up a browser, it shuts off the, the recording. So I, I would love to play. A, there's so many things that I've emailed myself, the links to which, so that I can play them here right off the board. Um, and I'm not going to play it over the microphone. It just doesn't do, uh, serve a, um, do, do it justice. But there was one here about the percentage of teachers in America I'd share that with you. Uh, you know, the percentage of teachers in America, I think 90% of them are Democratic. And the percentage of English teachers is like 98%. Uh, other things about, uh, uh, you know, th- this is th- typically just reports from, you know, th- different news agencies and, and other Republican pundits. So some people might say that's fake news. But as far as the percentage of teachers, that's actually actually documented. It's true. The percentage of teachers in America is like, oh, that are Democrats, I'm sorry for not including that earlier, are Democrats. It's, it's, what, what's that all about? And, you know, you've, we've seen in recent years, especially if there's a conservative professor, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be at Berkeley, it doesn't have to be in an Ivy League school. But they're vilified for, for you know, protesting different aspects of, you know, he and there and pronouns and, oh, you can't do that. It's just incredible where we where we are, and there's another. And eventually, I'll figure out this computer. And I wanted to share also uh, the the Chinese strategy to destroy America and how they're uh, supplying the uh, the cartels in the southern border with fentanyl. Now again, some people just roll their eyes. Oh, there you go again. You know, just being another QAnon guy. You just think the Chinese were out to get us. Oh, yeah, I know they're out to get us. And then also, um, oh, I, I know what I wanted to do. There's, the, let me see if I can find this. I I've, there was an article on News Junkie last week. It's one of those things that I I, I saw the headlines, and I just casually opened it up. I, I I had you know really no expectations whatsoever, but I opened it up, and it's it's uh, Trudeau, the Prime Minister Trudeau. Recently, he commissioned um, his people to redesign. The passport, the Canadian passport. So there's an article here, and it's amazing that CTV actually uh, uh, re- released this article. Remember, it's a socialist nation up there. They're as close to communism now than they ever been, thanks to Trudeau, who many say that shouldn't even be president. He was, he was in there falsely uh, based on the way they, they do their, their elections. But that's, that's for another day. So T- CTV News... Certainly a branch of the government under socialized, you know, uh, 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 government up there. The headlines reads, federal government under fire for passport redesign. They redesigned their passport. Like, why do you want to do that? And noticeably absent from Canada's just revealed passport redesign are certain images about their past. A move that have some accusing the federal government of, uh, of attempting to erase Canada's country's history. Now, for instance, the former passport design features images of the father of the Confederation. Now, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with, with their history up there, but l- bear with me. Uh, the Vimy Ridge Memorial in France, and, and uh, athlete and activist Terry Fox. Now, that's amazing. Terry Fox is more of a contemporary name, because he was a guy who I believe had bone cancer back in the 80s and, and walked from one side of, the, of Canada to the other, kind of like a Forrest Gump thing to uh, generate awareness for his illness. But he was apparently he was on the passport, too. And now the passport's not just two covers, you know, has the crest of the of the uh, uh, maple leaf. It's it's got it's like a book. So with inside the book, they had images, like I said, of the fathers of their confederation, Vimy Ridge Memorial and Terry Fox. But they're all gone. The new passport is includes rather. Let me just scroll down here. Uh, features the symbols of the government says it will hope to reflect can, Canadian life including more images of nature, which you say, okay, fine, it's a beautiful country. But the changes, they say, have provoked criticism. In a statement, the Royal Canadian Legion said that it was disappointed by the decision to remove an image that signifies the sacrifices made by the very sort of freedom the passport provides. Passports are very important, by the way, and reading this article and understanding a little bit more about passports, they are indicators of of that country and its background and its history. It's kind of like what we do with our satellite when we send it out to to the uh, edges of of our solar system. Maybe one day it might crash into another civilization and they might learn something from us. I don't know. It's a crazy example. But they say, and I quote, the Vimy Memorial, Vimy spelled V-I-M-Y, I hope I'm saying that right was a fundamental image, also representing a defining moment in Canada, in their history, a country emerging as an independent nation with limitless potential. Removing that image in the context of a design change and without knowing the rationale was, to put it bluntly, a poor decision. So they go on and on and on across the... And then the the, the Terry Fox guy. Terry Fox inspired and this guy from the 80s continues to inspire millions of Canadians and millions of uh, people around the world. And uh, we need more of the Terry Foxes of the world, but he was removed. Pierre Poilievre, whatever P- Poilievre, leader of the official opposition of Canada, fired questions about the deletion of history in the House of Commons Wednesday, saying, "And I quote: They erase Vimy Ridge. Vimy Ridge, obviously, an important thing. It's I would assume it's it's like uh, George Washington crossing uh, the Delaware." Or, or the Marines putting up uh, the, the flag, to put in an, an image of a, a squirrel. In, so they erased that, and they replaced Vimy Ridge with a squirrel eating a nut. And like I said, they erased Terry Fox, a guy who ran halfway across the country to fight cancer, to put, it in a, uh, to, uh, to put and they replaced him with a man raking leaves. They also erased Quebec City in order to put what appears to be, this is what really got me. Let me repeat this. They erased an image of Quebec City, which is, you know, it's got that big chateau on the river on the St. Lawrence, in order to put in what appears to be an image of a boyhood prime minister, Trudeau himself, swimming at Harrington Lake. And they go on to say, and I quote, could this be could could this prime minister Justin Trudeau be any more out of touch with Canadians? Question mark. End of quotes. When asked why prior historical images were not included in the redesign, refugees and citizenship minister Sean Fraser, who announced the changes in Ottawa on Wednesday, explained that designs were based on designs. Excuse me, were based on consultations with government departments such as Canadian Heritage and Indigenous communities, families, children, and Social Development Minister uh, Karina Gold, uh, who helped announce the changes and who oversees Service Canada, said that the redesign, including images of polar bears, people jumping in a lake, and birds in winter, capture the spirit of who we are as Canadians. Unbelievable. Now, again, people and like, you know, the SGs of the world, Glenn, this is, why do you care? You're not Canadian. And by the way, I'm not Canadian. But this nonsense is less than 30 miles away from where we are. They're in the same hemisphere as we are. This bum, Justin Trudeau, who a lot of people allege is the grandson of, of, uh, maybe the son, I don't know, how old is he? I'd have to say he would be the grandson of Fidel Castro. And when you put Fidel Castro's picture next to him, there's a close resemblance. Here is a good-looking guy that the liberals absolutely love. When he stood next to, uh, of course, Donald Trump a couple years back, all, all the all the yentas on the viewers said, "Oh, look, uh, uh, Melania um, is looking at Justin, not at his at her own husband. That pig, it's got a mushroom shape. You know what? Ugh, disgusting, just disgusting." Justin Trudeau, and by the way, I don't know when their they're, when their when their elections are coming up, but there's a conservative that I see in the uh, parliament up there in Ottawa recently. He's got glasses. He looks like a Looks like an anchorman. Looks like Tim Ryan from CBS Sports back in the 70s. And uh, he might be the guy that could replace him. Hopefully that happens. Because, uh, oh, Canada. And everything about Canada is being erased as we speak. All right. As I was doing that, I noticed a couple of people calling. And I just wanted to share that with you. So many things to talk about. And I get lost in, in my own minutia of, of stuff. So please bear with me. Let's go to the phones and see who's there. Hi, you're in the air. Dallas, Hey, what's happening? Have you
5: seen Cliff Olney, The new obsession?
2: No. What? What's? What is he obsessed with now?
5: Uh, he wants to put billboards up on 81. You think that's one of PJ's billboards? Well, the he bill claims on his face- yeah, Facebook. Yeah, th- that he's got a sign proposal and right. That guy's got no shame. He'll just get kickbacks anywhere, won't he?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, he's the Justin Trudeau of city council. By the way, I, I understand. I, I, I again, I shouldn't talk out loud because I hear things, but. Uh, has anyone noticed there's a building on on Court Street that's been repainted? Have you have you been on Court Street in the last couple of couple of weeks?
5: No, I've kind of avoided it since the construction there.
2: And so there's two things. One, there's a building that, you know, back in the day when they built these in the 1850s, 1860s, you know, you could see the, the building. They're, 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 there might be one structure, but there's two addresses. So in other words, it's two buildings in one structure, if that makes any oh, sense. Yeah, I
5: saw the picture of it where it's painted two different colors. Yeah. It looks like one building. Right.
2: It's one building. And this guy apparently, apparently Cliff picked out the colors, from what I understand, and it's 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 just a it's just a mess. They should have just left it red, you know, the red face, the red brick, or whatever paint that was. It needs work. There's no well, well, doubt.
5: But well, it, Cliff's an expert in everything. Just
2: I asking. I guess he is. And I looked at that, and it was a horrible paint job. And here's another thing about Lower Court Street. I did the downtown news report about it a couple of weeks ago. Have you noticed the brick face they're putting around the new fountain where Lackenauer used to be? Have you noticed that? Yeah, that's uh... that's that doesn't match. You, you don't yeah. you don't put gray limestone in downtown Watertown. What are you crazy? You, it's got to be red brick. What's the matter with you? Holy mackerel! First you got reverse parking. You're gonna have fist fights every day on Court Street. There's nowhere to go. It's bad enough as it is. You got the, I don't know. I I just don't know who who's designing things anymore. You don't put limestone brick face on the base of a fountain. In, in the middle of a town that was built in the mid 19th century, they didn't have that back then. They did, but they didn't put it in their downtowns. They had red brick. It doesn't make any sense. Ugh. I I st- and it's un it's uneven. They're giving it the natural. Look. It's gonna look. It's ugh. Whatever. Hopefully it's hopefully it will be different. And again, this have is you, yeah. Have go ahead. Have you
5: seen what Cliff was proposing for the billboards, though? Uh, the billboards kayak the Black River, and he's claiming that'll return the city eight hundred nineteen thousand dollars. Right in sales
2: tax revenue. See, I got to say the one picture that he has on his Facebook page has a billboard on what appears to be Route 3 and not Route 81. Am I wrong on that? Oh, no, he no, he's
5: got one, two. He's got one for one for the golf course. Right. One for the Eclipse. Right. One's Whitewater Black River, one's Adventures in Thompson Park, mm. and one's kayak the Black River, and mm. he wants the city to spend $9,000 each on them.
2: 9,000 for how many months? Oh, I mean, no. right. For twelve months. For twelve months. Hmm. That's actually not well. I would have to look at the uh, at the numbers because typically a, a Route eighty one uh, billboard costs at least fifteen hundred to two grand a month. Plus you got okay. well, you got I mean, to buy the vinyl. Find
5: it odd though that all these supposed business proposals they decide to contact Cliff only first.
2: Well, I don't know if they did. I, I, I think he's just conjuring up well, different ways to uh, to generate some type of interest in business. You know, yeah. being the entrepreneur that he is, I guess that's, that's his latest thing. I don't know. I, 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 but did you see excerpts on Facebook? Oh, check that news junkie over the weekend of the, of the latest uh, um, uh, council meeting, work session. I mean, no, it I happened didn't. last week, but oh, my God. I mean, one, one person's accusing the other. The decorum that's been lost in City Hall is off the charts, my friend. Off the charts. You know, Lisa's yelling at at, at, at uh, uh, Jeff. Uh, you, you see Jeff and, and Sarah talking to each other, you know, whispering to each other. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, but the divide that you see. And then, then of course, the banter between Cliff and, and Jeff. It, it's, if if aliens came here, they would leave. <laughs> they would not want to well, hang out agree here.
5: Agree, there they're just like liberals. I mean, if either you agree with them or you're just wrong, that's it. You're wrong and you're a piece of trash. And so again, that's just the way that's the way they
2: see it. As as a programming note, I got Cliff Lashway coming in tomorrow, and here's something very significant. I don't. I know Jeff was talking about this today, but not only does Jeff have Pat Hickey coming on his show this Friday, the nineteenth of May, but I have him coming in the same day. So it's going to be a double Pat Hickey day uh, this upcoming Friday at AM 1240. So look for that. Should be I'm generous. looking
5: forward to that. I've never heard the man talk, I don't think.
2: Uh, Pat Hickey will be heard uh, by uh, – uh, his voice will be heard more this upcoming Friday than he's been heard in the last almost year and a half. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be good. We're not going to throw you know, all different types of things at him. I, and I will open up the phone lines. He's a grown man. He's a big boy. He can take it. But uh, we'll learn a lot, and we'll find out exactly more about, uh, uh, you know, Pat Hickey literally holds the key to the North Side Pool. So that would be the big, big question going forward, I'm sure. So. Oh, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you, my friend, as always. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you. All right. So you know what? As During the commercial break, someone came up with a good point. We, uh, the Duff Man and I were talking, and I think this is important to include this, um, someone, a well-known person in Watertown said, you know, uh, Duffman and I were talking about <clears throat> um, what, what they were doing in gym class at, at Watertown High. They were playing cornhole. So, but this gentleman chimed in because he works there. He knows a lot more than neither one of us do. So I think this is important. He says they play cornhole and they can jam whatever, can, oh, and can jam, excuse me. But they can also play tennis, run track, uh, play lacrosse outside and more. This particular person works at the school now, and um, and he sees what they do every day. He also says they can't play baseball every day, which makes a lot of sense. So I don't know if that's, is that an option? In other words, they play cornhole and can can jam, but they also play, okay, so it's not an option. So, so that particular day when Duffman was in, they were playing cornhole. Again, it's just a new sport that they didn't have back in our day. Honestly, you know, going, you know, I remember high school uh, gym class was kind of a joke at Christ the King, that's for sure. And we played basketball. Um, you know, the girls would have to lift their legs up and, uh, while sitting on the floor and tapping the floor, and they would have to lift it. that. That always seemed goofy to me because the boys were on one side, the girls were on the other. So the gym was huge. And what else did we do? We, that was bad. I can't remember anything else. I remember one time they actually le- we actually learned how to march. Because, you know, that was kind of goofy. Go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air.
1: Yeah, Glenn. Me too as Duff. I walk up around the uh, Wiley tennis courts almost every day. Yeah. And I go by when the kids, when the high school kids are out. There's nobody doing anything else. Hmm. They're not playing lacrosse. They're not doing anything but cornhole and that stupid Frisbee game. And they're all, just about 99% of them are in street clothes. Hmm. Nobody's in, you know, hardly anybody has got shorts on. So they aren't going to do anything physical Hmm. because you'll be all sweat. And we know nobody will take a shower now. Right. So you sure aren't going to go out there and run around and get all sweaty in your school clothes. Right. And the school system is so scared of these people that they can't, they can't tell them what to do. Uh, I saw a few of them. A few of them are walking around the track about hard, just uh, uh, BSing and just about putting one front of the other
2: right.
1: and laughing and giggling. There's no walking to, for exercise. There's no jogging. and uh, But they're doing nothing else
2: mm-hmm.
1: but that. Mm-hmm. Every day I go by. I see those kids out there, and it just amazes me. I come from just like Duff. From a time we went out and exercised, we wore gym clothes, we went back in and showered, and went back to class. Right. None of that is today.
2: We actually so, never showed and, uh,
1: I was one of those people at Twilight like Twenty Two.
2: Right. Oh. Oh. You went. To, oh. Yeah. So. What did it have? The floor with the with with the lights on on the dance floor. Oh yeah. 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 That's it what had
1: I That. And, of course, we had nothing but bands. Right, right. We didn't have DJs. We had bands. Right. They'd bring them in from Rochester, Buffalo, and all that. I remember this one was supposed to be uh, one of the top rock bands from Buffalo, and then they had the smoke machines and all that. Right. And we wore the sport coats and Mm -hmm. the... um, the high shoes and the, you know, yeah, sure we did all that.
2: Yeah, big yeah, big clogs, yeah, you know, all that stuff. I remember Keanu my shirts. kids
1: asking me, "Dad, did you do that?" And I go, "Yeah, your mother made me."
2: <laughs> well, let me ask you: You saw Saturday Night Fever probably when it came out? You were a young man at the time, right?
1: Yep, yep, I
2: liked it. Yeah, i Still do. I, yeah, I, I you see it uncut if you get a chance. Great acting, by the way. Very well written. John Travolta was nominated for Best Actor. And people mocked him for that because they said the nature of the movie was so, you know, asinine. But he did a tremendous job. Just a tremendous. All of them did. Donna Pascal. All of them. The movie was did. so well done. One of the best. Essential okay, Thank you, my friend. Yeah. So if you're just tuning in, I was talking about I was inspired. I was going to. What was it? I was? It was another movie I was going to watch. And then I flipped it over. I just kept on going. And I saw Saturday Night Fever. So that's for Sunday night. Nothing else on TV. All the all the basketball series are essentially over before the conference finals. Let's, let's put that on uninterrupted. Just brought back a lot of memories, that's for sure. Ah, the memories. So as we were talking about that, I opened up an article in News Junkie. Parents in New York City outrage as six more New York City schools to house migrants in gymnasiums. How appropriate. Again, SG is saying, "Clint, why do you care? Why do you care? At least six more Big Apple schools are set to start uh, temporarily housing migrants in their gyms. Prompting all hell to break loose Monday among parents frantic over safety, one person says, "And I quote: To bus people to our schools and expect the community to absorb them is just insane." Oh boy, this is just getting ugly. Not to mention they're moving a lot of these migrants that they don't have enough room for down in Midtown Manhattan. They're moving them up up the Hudson about fifty miles or so to Orange County, where where Middletown is, and they're not happy about it. You watch, eventually they're gonna make their way up here. I mean and again it's like, oh, listen to Glenn, he's a racist, he's misogynist, look at what he's saying. No, this is this is just this is just the tip of the iceberg. And I for one, you know what? I mean, it, I, I again I, I if if you need a job and a, and a shelter and you come from some crappy asshole country in in Central America or South America, I I, I would love for you to come up here and enjoy as much as you can in a free society, but this is way too much. It's way too much. Unbelievable what's going on. It truly is. So uh we got a couple minutes left. If you want to chime in by all means, give me a shout. Seven, five, five, 1240 is the number. So again, Jeff will remind you tomorrow during the hotline show that the uh the school board elections are tomorrow. Uh during his his show, this when the the, the doors will open. And, of course, that will continue, I believe, till 6 o'clock during this program. So the big day tomorrow. And ultimately, we'll find out about a month from now who wins. Oh, we got to recount it. We're not sure we counted them correctly. Hi, you're on the air.
4: Hey, Glenn. Um, the, the issue I have with what's going on with the illegal immigration is these people aren't going to assimilate into our, into our way of life.
0: They're
4: going to bring whatever country they came from to here. Right. They're never going to learn why this country, on paper, is the freest country in, in, the, in the world, although the party in power seems to whittle that away every time they get reelected.
2: Oh, no, The average person then, doesn't know either, regardless of who they are.
4: Well, so my, my question is, does Jefferson County get money from the state of New York mm-hmm. in any part of its budget?
2: <sighs> oh, I, I don't know that answer. Saint Lawrence County, okay. if you notice the headlines of News Junkie yesterday, declared an, an emergency after Title 42 was dropped because they're because of their concern with with the northern border. So a state of emergency typically means that you get federal aid, right? So I don't you know I don't know if that's the case here, but if you declare a state of emergency and you know there's going to be an influx of 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 what Tom Holman referred to as exotic immigrants or migrants, um, maybe maybe there could be some some money up here. Maybe there's a silver lining. Okay. We need money, you know, the, I guess. The,
4: the, the first week of every month, I, I think the, uh, the county legislators meet. I'm going to ask that question because if they do take money from the state of New York, then New York is going to shove it right down our throats.
2: How, oh, right. So in other words, if, we, if we're complicit and we ask for money, that opens the door, so to speak, in your opinion.
4: Yeah, it, it's a back doorway. It's, it's what's been going on in this country <clears> since the whole progressive era started.
2: Right. Right. They get
4: their they get their their tentacles in everything. So they're "Well, you take we'll just cut your funding."
2: Right. But right. We're going to
4: take these, these migrants. Right. That's where we're going. It's it, it's it's a disaster. Mm-hmm. There's no way to ever be able to feed, clothes. I mean, they're not going to assimilate. We're, there's going to be burdens. they are bringing people without any skills to this country.
2: Yeah. Right. in an era it where everything's AI any- is taking over robotics um, systems are basically running themselves. Uh, but uh, they'll say, "Well, you need people to work at McDonald's because, and then well, that's becoming automated too." So you know, well, it's the worst if, case scenario. If you listen
4: to some of the Democratic uh, Congress people, they tell you, "Well, we need someone to clean our houses and to, and to mow our lawns." Right, I mean, they, right? They're just looking at these. All everything is all about uh, them overpopulating the country, right. so that a Republican can never win another election. Well, you know, there's a, is,
2: there's, there's a video online of a guy in Britain, uh, somewhere in Europe, I should say, not in Britain. And he's asking the people that, that want open borders there to bring in, you know, refugees and so forth. He says, would you be willing to allow these people into, you know, if we can't house them, would you be willing to uh, house them yourself? Oh, no, I rent. Oh, no, I live with me mommy. Oh, my mommy. My oh. mommy couldn't do that. She's ill. They're, ju- they're just posturing. That's all they are. That's all they care about. It's
4: like, it's like every liberal who's scared to death of a black on their racism. Wait, I have a black friend. I have friend. a black
2: friend. Oh my God, how could you say yeah. that? What about the guy that got uh, kicked off uh, Channel 7? Oh, I got to go. It's late. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Some guy said something on a hot mic. His career is over. I don't know what he said, but the the, the cancel culture is clearly here. and It's not going away. I got to get out of this. AM 1240, W810 Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. We'll see you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Another week, another mass shooting. Today it's in Farmington, New Mexico, where at least three people were killed and two officers were